All right, Montante's World, episode 26. I'm here with my good friend, Katie, who is a very good friend and very gay. Yes. Can you confirm that? Yes. Okay, so she's incredibly... I, I actually tweeted about this this afternoon, which she deleted her Twitter, so she does not know about this. But I tried to be cordial and not get into this, but I'll give you my exact tweet, so just, just so we're transparent. Um, I tweet a lot today. Um, where is it? I'm going to hang out with one of my best friends, shout out to you, who is a lesbian, and as a result is blinded by that and is a huge lib. I mean, it is what it is. That's factual. Uh, I will do my best to not bring up politics. How did you do tonight? Good. Thank you. Great. Thank you. But each drink, it will make it harder and harder to, to not do. Accepting prayers at this time because I must be strong. Yeah. And you were. I did good. I'm usually no, not that great. You did amazing. I'm usually not that good. Can yeah. we talk about your uh, niece's party maybe four months ago where it caused an absolute just havoc scene? Which one? The one where it ended with screaming and I was, I was talking to a girl in high school about masks and shit and it ended with just absolute chaos and yells all over. Were you that drunk? Do you don't remember this? Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Okay, well, let me come clean here. I was talking to your niece, who's a junior. Yeah. And she had a friend, and we were talking about masks and shit. And I was like, I can't believe you guys are playing along with these masks. And then one of your friends must have picked up on it, because she raised all hell. And next thing you know, there was screeching. There was noises that I've never heard before. And they were directed towards me and a 13-year-old girl. And we were just trying to be free. Yeah. You do not remember this at all? No, I do. <laughs> okay, oh, it's do you remember this? Uh, yeah, like in little remnants. Like, I know the party. I know where you were. I know what you were saying. But I just like kind of like took myself back and did not no, you, engage That's at a all. very accurate description yeah. because everyone else was attacking and you just yeah. sat there like, yeah. this is happening, but I don't well, want I think, it to happen. I think it was like the party for my dad. No, it was not, but that, that excuse got brought up. All right. All right. We're going to bring him. By the way, he's number four. Papa Dyke is All number right. four here. All right. So we're going to bring him up. But um, So if you were to she's, – she's from uh, Illinois, by the way. She's from Chicago. So if you were to, like, bring me to, like, an LGBTQ, like, like friend group, would you – would I come with a disclaimer? What? Would I come with a disclaimer? Like, would you be like, all right. Oh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't at think the mean end that, of the but... day – you're like a very good person. You've Thank always you. been very accepting of me and Thank everything you. that I do. Um, I don't hang out with people that are like super fucking gay, you know? So I feel like, you know, if I, if I was hanging out with a lot of gay people, would I give them a disclaimer? Probably. You probably would have. It was, yeah, so you, say you, you had a, say you had a group of just friends who were gay as all hell. Yeah. Um, no, one hundred and ten percent. What would you be like? All right, this is my friend Mike. Like he. Uh, what would you say? What would the disclaimer be live? This is Mike. He loves Trump, and he does not hate the gays, but kind of <laughs> sort of does. This is in accurate. Some way. Yeah, not wrong so no, far. No. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty right. Yeah, you know, like, but, you know, lucky for you, I don't think I have, <laughs> like, a lot of super gay women that are, like, die hard. 
No, that was so, a very accurate uh, description. And that was the one thing I wanted to ask you about. So I'm not going to pressure you on Afghanistan because, you know, Biden's a disaster and, you know, people like you are to, to blame. But Biden. Uh, I don't know. joke. So uh, we're not doing that. But um, can you explain to me in all seriousness? Can you please explain to me? You updated your Instagram profile a month ago with your pronouns. Now, I've been best friends with you for a while. I've never been out with you. And I, and someone comes up to you and goes, what's up, man? No, they know you're a female. Can you please explain to me pronouns and the, the actual, like, purpose behind them? I actually... I don't think you can. I actually had a really good friend um, that I've known for years that came out as trans. And, you know, it's one of those things you don't necessarily understand it but you accept it because it's someone that you love so much so you know like in this day and age it's like everyone needs to like say their pronouns and like do they yeah they do that. you, you, think it's you're, you you're, don't you don't think it's your friends say hey you're, you might be mentally ill no. i still love you you are so off i am the Majority who's very silent. I'm right, telling you right now, so let me that's just, mental illness. Let me just say this. If I ever decided to, like, transition. Oh, that'd be tough for me. I'd my auntie would never shoot me away. No, I would talk you out of it because I'd be like, you're not no, mentally ill. You're just gay. No, no, But you would accept me because that's who you are I got, as a person. But you would not do that because you're not mentally ill. It has nothing to do with mental it's illness. It's peak mental illness. No. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you for a fact. Well, I think wrong. that's where you're wrong. And we have our, our society today has just coddled this ideology that you could be any gender you want. I highly disagree with you. And the, the big thing I disagree with you on is that it's your battle as well. I think that LGBT, being gay and being lesbian has nothing to do with being trans. That's my opinion. I'm not part of that community. Do you, you think have, I'm nuts when I say that? When you have very good friends that are going through that have you met my friends i have plenty of mentally ill friends we've had this conversation i'm over having right now in front of people and i want to fucking kill you okay well i think you're wrong you You think i'm wrong yeah okay because at the end of the day you love me how much here to the moon i love you you're the best and i love you the same yes right but i can tell you how much so if i came back to you and was like listen I feel as if I am a man. I Oof. identify as a man. And he says, by the way, that he would never accept it, but you would never cut me out. Because you come to terms with it. You deal with it. Because you love me and I love you. But I just can't see you doing that because I think you're mentally well put together. But it doesn't together. matter. It has nothing to do with mental health. I can't. If, if it's that, a whole nother fucking If story. that ever came down to that, I honestly, God, do not know what I would do. But I just can't see. And I, I don't mean to be rude, but it's like I grew up with my mom told me, you're born gay and I, I gay people get married. Do everyone do. I honestly, God, respect. I don't I don't care about that whatsoever. I think, and this is where you're going to hate me, and you, but you know this, I've said this a gazillion times, I think trans people are mentally ill. No, they're not. But I know they are. You wake up one day, and you just, like, you're a woman, right? And then you wake up one day, and you're like, I'm not. What makes this factual, though? It, it has nothing to do with 
facts are fucking Oh, well, statistics. I mean, facts are a big thing no, in life. For you, it is. I mean, for life, facts are a really important you matter. You are literally a homophobe in some aspects. No, I'm not at all. So I am okay with gay marriage. No, I'm no. telling you. This is my line so in the sand. If, if two men were kissing in front of Fine. you. Fine. I love it. No, you don't. I swear to God, get married. No. I'll go to your wedding. I'll be your best man. No, no. issue with that. No fucking shit. I swear to I'm telling you right now, I have no issue with that. That is fine. That is absolutely okay. My mother told me people are born that way. I have no problem with that. But when you are a man one day on the Tuesday, then Wednesday, next thing you know, you're, you're, you're transitioning. I think you're mentally ill, and I have the right to tell you you're mentally ill. And you have the right to tell me it's America. I'm free. Fuck yourself. You just have no idea. Neither do you, though, because you're not trans. I'm not, but I have friends so what that are, you? are. Okay, and I have... But you have no idea how it is to wake up one why day... You're, why you're... Like, why you're... So, this is the one thing I'm curious about. So, the, one of the highest suicide rates are people who are trans. And people who are trans... Yeah, no, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. People that get the surgery still kill themselves at a rate 10 times higher than people who are just regular people. So I think they're they're like if I get this it'll it'll cure all yeah. my sorrows and then they get it and they still they're like oh shit I'm still like depressed. It's people like you. No, do not put the blame on me. Kill themselves. No, yeah, they're, they're mentally ill. It's not my fault. You're like oh they're mentally that is, ill. That is that is the so you're so, gonna tell me you're not in one point in your life mentally ill. I'm probably you're mentally ill right mental, now. Yeah, but I look down between my legs I see a dick I'm like oh I'm a man. And this is where we will always fucking because you you go no, emotion no, no. over facts, and this is where we this no. is where we end up. Because I have people I care about, and like I accept them for who they are. Are you about to cry? And you, yeah, you're a piece. <laughs> you're about to cry. Like fuck you, dude. No, man. Like, they're listen. No, you just don't get it. Oh, I get it. If I woke up one day and I was like, "Hey, I want to be Kevin instead of Katie." You would genuinely accept me. You would put me in such a mental bundle. I don't know what to would. do. You would. I don't think you're mentally ill, though. At the end though. of the day. I don't think you're mentally ill. Maybe I am. No, I don't think you are. No. I think you you're very me, normal. Then. You are tearing up. always. <laughs> you're tearing up. Oh, my no, God. No, it's a, a fucking rowdy conversation. I know. I hate this. I know. I can tell. Well, I, you. I warned you. This is the one thing I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about Afghanistan and Biden. We thought was something. You said just the fucking pronouns, and then you just went into this. Are we? Are we still talking? Are we day. still talking about pronouns? All right, fuck you. Can we talk about something a little more fun? No. Let's talk about your sex life. <laughs> so, Katie, uh, so you grew up in Illinois. Yes. And you end up going to school in Monmouth. I don't know how. Actually, how did that happen? So I had some like not great relationship with my dad and my stepmom. So I moved to New Jersey when I was 19. I went to Brookdale and then I went to Monmouth. I graduated from Monmouth with honors, by the way. No big deal. Yeah. Casual. Yeah. There you go. So and, uh, the one thing I'm curious about is you. So when I first, so we first met, I was going to the gym. Shit. What was that? 11 years ago. And we met, and you know, as I explained that, because to your, to the best of your knowledge, because I don't remember really much, much of. Go ahead, you can explain. It, be completely honest. Go ahead. I met Mike, and he was like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to cuddle?" And I was like, 
I just want to let you know I'm gay. He goes, yeah, I know. Which I did not know. That's just what you, when you get confronted with, hey, I'm gay, you just, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. I came to hang out with him and, you know, it was fun. Like 14 years later? Yeah. Not, not that long. Oh, 17 something. Nine. 12 years later. 12 years yeah. later. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still friends. And the one thing that's crazy about Katie is um, she, you had a serious girlfriend for a little bit. And I went with my friends to a Mets game. Mm-hmm. Like June of maybe 2012. Yeah. And sure as shit, who did I see? <laughs> Saw you and your girlfriend and walking yeah, through yeah. Penn Station on Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> what a small world. Yeah. And the, the 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 sad thing I feel about Katie is you do not slay puss in New Jersey, but you go to a wedding in the Midwest and you are pulling the baddest bitches on planet Earth. What, can you explain this? Yeah, I just, like, I'm very attracted to, like, you know, toxic people in New Jersey. So I go to Chicago. I'm, like, just being myself, whatever. And then I met, like, hot-ass girls. And I'm, like, fuck, should I move home? I don't know. Maybe. So that is that still home to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of time at this point. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. pulling over there and you just yeah. come home. And you're just like... I mean, the girls there. Like, even, like, I didn't even open any of my dating apps. Because I'm, like, they're all so hot. And I'm going to be so upset when I have to, like, just go back to Jersey. So. Yeah, that's a depressing scene. So yeah. you used to be on, um, I blocked you on, 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 on Twitter because I can't deal with the shit you tweeted. And I thought you, I thought it was reciprocal. I thought you blocked me as well. But you recently said you just erased Twitter. Yeah. So how can people, if they're intrigued, they want to hear more about Katie Dykstra, how can they. How can they follow you? How can they read up on Miss Katie? I don't think anyone gives a shit. No, those, I, I got news for you. You're going to get a, a handful of followers. So how oh, – I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. There's some perverts out there listening to this, maybe with their dick in their hand. They're like, oh, she sounds hot. That's what can, gross. I'm um, just letting you know the truth. The truth <laughs> is gross. What is – what can they follow you on? Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Instagram. You want to you throw out the handle? Or? Dice for one. You can follow me. <laughs> That's actually a pretty prestigious handle. Yeah. It's probably a lot of Dykstra I mean, out there. You're Dykstra 1? And it's annoying because, like, I can't capitalize the D. Why? I don't know. It's just so Here's lowercase Dykstra 1? Yeah. Dykstra 1. If you go follow back, me, guys. If you go back in time, what would, the, like, the ideal handle be? Like, in the 80s, you're the first person on Twitter. Like, what would the ideal handle be? Is it Dykstra 1 or do you it's have... K Dyke. <laughs> Oh, there you go. They really capitalize on. Well, I mean, with the last name like Dykstra, when you, you're have a lesbian, to, you have to embrace it. I mean, it. it's like all my friends from Chicago still call me Dyke, Dykstra, and well, I'm like, oh well, you know, he I mean, lived up to his name. So. Yeah, that that's that's life right there. So you just hinted on it. What are some of the differences between living in New Jersey and growing up in the Midwest? Like, are there can you if I if I just plopped you in the middle of somewhere? Would you be able to tell if you're in New Jersey or like yeah, Illinois? Why? Why? <laughs> the girls are different. 100%. The girls. Yeah. What a lesbian answer! Holy Christ! Also, I meant I, not not even touch on that. But. Oh well, you're welcome. Oh, here we go. Here we're back. Um, no, it's like it's weird. Like New Jersey, like where I live is like farmland, and where I lived in Chicago was like not the same way. So I feel like. I don't know. If you drop me somewhere, 
I'd probably like, it depends on the girls, the way they look. So that's There's how you tell certain, who you are. It's, yeah, it's all about. The, okay. Yeah. The pussy, where you are. No, it's not the pussy. I mean, that's, it is what it is. If you're talking to like a guy, yeah, it comes out the yeah. pussy. It's if it comes out the pussy, you can tell where you are from the pussy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just go <laughs> straight, So it's not how people talk or whatever. It's just like comes out the pussy. How? You... Well, you know what's funny is like I was in Chicago for two and a half weeks, right? So when I was there and I was talking to my friends, they said I like they made fun of me because I had like a Jersey accent, right? And then I came back to New Jersey and was on FaceTime with like some of my best friends. And they're like, oh, you were definitely in Chicago because you have such a whiny accent. Like, Emily was like, I mean, what is that? I mean, <laughs> I the like, accent is wild. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like, regardless of where you're from, like, you kind of like catch on to it, I guess. Yeah, the Midwest accent, it does hit different. But um, so if you had to, so say you won the lottery tomorrow and you, you can't live like uh, extravagantly in like California, but you could buy a nice place in either California or California, because you're familiar with California, California, New Jersey, or Illinois, where are you, where are you planting your final Illinois. seed? Illinois. Where? In the city. Chicago? Yeah. Really? 110%. Yeah. I don't want to bring up a dark memory, but she, you've, she, you had friends come here and beautiful, by the way. Good looking friends, yeah, and uh, not to get into politics, but all her friends were like Trump voters, and she still somehow finds a way to vote the wrong way. But it's it's all good. We all make. Can, can you? Can you? Yeah, and you make it repeatedly. Um, can you get into it real quick? Like I know it's, it's fucking sad, and I don't want to like bring up other people's business, but hey, your one friend like lost a boyfriend in Chicago. Can you like get into that? In a nutshell, like don't get yeah. like names and shit. Yeah. But so I was when you when, when she said that. I was so like I thought it was like a a bad joke that like oh like Chicago's so bad gun violence haha like you know, my boyfriend got shot and killed and no it really is so one of my really good friends, um, her boyfriend, <clears throat> they were out at a bar, and he, she left, and he stayed, and he's like I'll text you later or whatever, and um, he went home or tried to and he basically got mugged and fucking shot because he wouldn't give him his cell phone so and then he died so that just happened in literal chicago it's like and it was a good part it was literally river it's not one of the parts that you're worried about which is like the best part of chicago that you can be in yeah so he literally lost his life i mean and like broad daylight or was he like 2 a.m. It was no, it was like 2 a.m. Oh, okay. but he was like fighting. Doesn't make it his okay, cell phone, but... and he was like, he's like six foot, like he was like six foot. Like That's the immediate more. reaction of anybody that happened. Like, just like you never think that's gonna be the the result. Like, yeah. oh, like you're not gonna take your cell phone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrestle I'm gonna with you. you. Yeah. Like, maybe one of us will punch you in the face. You don't think like, oh, you're gonna lose this and shoot me in the fucking head. And that's what he did. Did I they mean, find did they find the, the thug? Yeah. And they he was literally out on bail. What was his what was the description? You can say it, I already know it. I'm pretty sure like probably a dark fella. Yeah, he was dark. Mm-hmm. And he also mm-hmm. like it was like huh. out on bail from like mm-hmm. taking like a, a like a big weapon. 
yeah. like a knife or something like so that. These, these liberal cities, like, I don't want to say it's dark fucks, like, when black people commit crime. I'm saying in cities like Chicago, they they almost, like, do this weird sympathy thing where they let black criminals out because they try to pretend that the only reason they're committing crimes is because they're black. And next thing you know, you have, like, scumbags like this. By the way, scumbags come in every color. But this guy should not have been walking the street and he killed your friend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a sick fucking, yeah. sick and twisted place. But um, last thing, uh, we'll, we'll be quick with you. One of my favorite people, I met him once, your father. Rest in peace. Papa Dyke had about 700 girls as uh, as children. But um, if you had to explain Papa Dyke in three minutes, how would you uh, explain the legend, the goat himself? That Italian, he, looks like, he looks like Colonel Sanders, by the way. That Italian motherfucker. Oh, he's the I best. Mean, he was such a fucking gem. He had so many girls, and it was stupid. What do you actually have, six girls? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He literally is, like, the biggest Republican I've ever met in my entire life. Like, he always... I never loved him, yeah. Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. He was the best. I mean, and, you know, when he died, it was like, my sister was like, Dad would be so fucking pissed off that you're you're voting for Biden. I'm like, I don't know. Wait, what let, 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 me, let me fact check that. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. right. Yeah, right, right, right no. on that. Yeah. My dad looked like he could have been in the fucking mafia, honestly. And I'm pretty sure maybe towards the end of his life, he was. I met him I once. Mean, he was just an awesome dude. Dude, he was the best. And, like, towards the end of his life, he was part of what, you know, the Italian club. And I'm doing, like, you know, yeah, quote, air unquote. quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was definitely caught into some weird shit. But awesome, awesome guy, dude. He was the best. Awesome guy. So thank you for coming on for the first uh, twenty-two minutes. I'm gonna end the last fifteen without you here. This will be uh, this is the this is the meat and potatoes. The last fifteen will be about Afghanistan. What's going on recently? Um, I hate liberals. I'm gonna get into it. Why? But I'm not gonna do it with liberals sitting with me because I don't want to upset her. I already made her cry earlier. You were literally tearing up earlier. Well, no, you know, you You were you were tearing up. You know, just to make it clear, Mike has been my best friend for, like, fucking, like, what now? 12 years. Yeah. And, like, he's one of the people I trust more than anything in this entire world. But, you know, you know, sometimes politics. I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't think trans people should really be about politics. I think that's about mental illness. But we digress. Right, and yeah. thank you for coming on. Yeah, let's you. let's rip a shot and uh, and I will I will conclude this tomorrow. Thank you, Katie, again. Thank you. All right, this is now the second night um, doing Montante's World episode twenty six. Uh, last night or early this morning, uh, probably around one a.m. Uh, Katie, my good lesbian friend, you know, listen, you can't you can't pigeon you can't pigeonhole me. Oh, Mike, these. You know, he's this way, he's that way. I like everybody. I hate everybody. I judge people as people should by the quality of your person, by the character of a person. So she came on. Uh, we, if you I've obviously just heard it, or you fast forward it because you, you hated it, now you're here. But um, I obviously didn't get too deep into the political stuff. You know, she, she doesn't know shit about politics, as the average person doesn't, but... 
hey, Democrats went over, you know, young people and people who feel like they're marginalized, whether it's the gay community, the black community, through emotions. So she's emotionally based when it comes to politics. Um, she feels she has to, you know, vote Democrat. But if you sat her down and said, fantastic, now tell me why, you would get a deer in the headlight looks that would be very common throughout this nation. She has no clue. And it is what it is. Great person. Would do anything for me. I've been friends with her for a long, long time now. Um, so, yeah. So, it was good to have her on. Um, like I said, at 1 a.m. after a long Sunday. You know, God knows our brains weren't working that well. Um, and it is what it is. But let's let's dive into this Rachel Maddow tweet. Um, that is still up. Three days now. Um, no fact checkers intervened. And it's just business as usual, you know, and let's let me, let me pull this sucker up. But it is a shocking story. Um, I was going to, you know, we could talk about mass again for the 400th time. But th- this story just really encapsulates how fucked up this media is and how they are the true enemy of the people. Patients overdosing on ivermectin backing up rural Oklahoma hospitals and ambulances. The scariest one I've heard of and seen is people coming in with vision loss, he said. Okay, so now if you ask yourself, after reading that, what the fuck is ivermectin? Now you're going to get two answers here. If you watch MSNBC, if you see what's trending about ivermectin on social media, um, turn on CNN, they're going to tell you ivermectin is a horse drug. A horse drug. So why would you use it on people? It's a horse drug. This is very similar to Trump. Remember Trump? He, He wants to put bleach in your veins. This is very similar to that. This is dangerous. Right, so these stories get put up, and the best thing about them, they trend. Republicans hating it, liberals, I don't know, somehow defending it or just leaving it alone. And the fact checkers, where are they? Maybe it was Labor Day weekend. Maybe they weren't working, right? Maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But we've yet to see one of these so called fact checkers fact check a liberal story. Instead, these fact checkers defend these liberal stories they they really spin these stories like this one the one freak i I tweeted about the other day this little loser um pronouns in the bio professional fact checker he had to redact one of his fact checks um about us leaving dogs over overseas and he tried to spin it and another one he had a just these these people what i mean really these fact we are turning into north korea day by day but ivermectin if you listen to independent doctors and turn on fox news or oan um Ivermectin won an award a handful of years ago. It won an award for human use. Not dogs, not horses, human use. And it got kind of really, it's been being used for a while, but it got a lot of publicity because the world's most famous podcaster, not not Kirk, uh, you know, the guy who used to host Fear Factor, Joe Rogan. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He got COVID and had it for three days. And the fourth day, which I've never heard of, test started testing negative again. Uh, one of the cocktails, the whole like cocktails that you use, you know, a bunch of vitamins, you know, all types of shit. But the main thing that he was using was ivermectin, and it knocked it out of his system. And there are doctors I've seen one one doctor I believe in Italy um, who's been just using this for months now, and he said um, through the hundreds of patients that he's treated with ivermectin, other than a handful of them where you know they still had to go to the hospital, it's knocked the knocked them out of their system within two to three days. Whether they're feeling better, they may still test positive, but they feel, you know, they feel good. They feel fine. Now, this should be celebrated. Republican, liberal, in the middle somehow that still exists, this should be celebrated on both sides. 
All right, because COVID's not going anywhere. All right, so we should celebrate this. This should be something that we look forward to, to get rid of COVID. But instead, if you ask a liberal, they're, they're going to say, do not take ivermectin. Get both shots. Get your booster. Keep wearing your masks. Do this. Do that. No. The, the, the reality is you're going to get COVID. I would say in the next, by this time next year, 9 out of 10 Americans would have had COVID by now. I think right now we're at 70%. I think we're going to have another 20% catch it, and there's nothing you can do. You're going to get it. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to get it if you are vaccinated. That's just the, the that's just reality. Deal with it. So we got to focus on how do we treat people with COVID. They have minor symptoms, fantastic, but not all are going to have minor symptoms. So this should be celebrated. This should be getting talked about all over the place. But instead, you have these idiots like Rachel Maddow just lying through her teeth, and it gets even worse. You click on the tweet, you click on the article, it has photos that try to make it look like this doomsday scenario in Oklahoma. Uh-oh, bad news, the photo's like 10 months old, and it's nowhere near Oklahoma. I believe it's in Michigan. So they're just this is just bullshit. It's blatant bullshit. It's being pushed by Rachel Beheto. I mean, a, a big-time figurehead. Like we said, no fact-checkers. And you got to realize, at some point, left, right, in the middle, that the biggest threat to America, don't listen to the FBI, said it's white supremacy. Okay, I'll play along. Um, sure. It's the mainstream media. They are so, what they promote, what they attack, more often than not, the shit that they're attacking is actually good things. This is a good thing. And the, the, sooner, the sooner you realize that the mainstream media is the problem, the better off you're going to be. Now, it's not easy to... to think independently. It's much easier to just go along with the mainstream media says. I get it. Shit, I don't blame people for thinking like that because it's everywhere. It's in what you read. It's what you listen to. It's what's pushed in sports and Hollywood, this, that, the other. Oh, get co- you know, get the COVID vaccine. Oh, do this, do that, do this. No, I honestly think, and I am not a doctor. I'm a couple classes away um, from being a doctor. So you do not take this as you know my medical advice, but I would say live your life, see your friends, you know, go about business as usual. And just know that you realistically are probably going to get COVID. And when you do, have some supplies at home. Have ivermectin. Have vitamins. Be active still. You know, Work out a little bit at home. Because a lot of these blood clots are coming from people just laying down and relaxing, which you usually do with the, with the regular flu. Just lay down a little ginger ale. I don't know why, but that usually makes people feel better. Maybe it's bullshit, but that's what we did as a kid. I don't know. But be a little be active and just get ready to you know face it head on. That's what we got to do. This should be celebrated. But the mainstream media continues to be the enemy of the people. Um, they will be probably to the end of time. And we'll dive into something a little bit different. But Ivermectin, re- check out that tweet. Look at, look into it. It really is. Um, it's very encouraging. There's not been many things encouraging, especially with COVID and the way the governors have reacted to it. But uh, Ivermectin is a lone bright spot as of late. Another fun thing to talk about always is abortion. Who doesn't like, you know, they have fun clips on the show of the abortion sound. It's just a jolly topic that... You know, you can really talk about casually with friends from both aisles and you will never get into an argument about. And recently, Texas um, did a mandate. I don't know too much about it, but essentially, um, I think up to 20 weeks, I could be incredibly wrong. But up to a certain point, um, abortion is absolutely banned within the state and you can be held uh, legally liable if you help somebody get an abortion after that, uh, that point. 
So immediately, the Democrats and the, the thing about this is it's beautiful. And you just can't make it up. And they just, they're so dumb or just don't care about just being hypocrites. You immediately see all the, the pink hats come out again. You know, they had to dust them off. It's been a while. Dust off the pink hats. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. Fantastic. Hey, you want to go to this university? You need to get your vaccine. My body, my choice. This is different. These people are so empty-headed. They're so driven by emotion that they don't have the ability to take a step back and go, wait, we've been pushing, the, you know, pushing these draconian measures. You know, We want people to not be able to go to the doctor if they're not vaccinated, which is their right. But hey, let's wear these pink hats and scream, my body, my choice again. I mean, that's really all I want to say about this. It's, it's just, I honestly thought, I was like, all right, I think, I think that, that whole my body, my choice thing has to be retired. No, I don't think they're going to go back to that. I was wrong. They tricked me. They fooled me. They just don't care. We're back to that. And it's just, it might have broken my brain. Because it's just, like, what, do these people have any shame? Do they, do they not have awareness of what's going on? But what do you think about abortion? Whatever. I don't care. You know, I, I kind of, I'm not going to get into it. I see both, I actually see both sides to it. I do. I see both sides, but you have to realize that you keep more, no more my body, my choice when you guys, you know, you want us to be the next Australia. Enough of that. And we're going to get into that little Australian midget in a little bit. I'm um, sorry, that little Australian little person, because he actually had the best tweet of all time, but that's a few minutes away. Unreal sports weekend that we just had. And I usually don't, I love sports. I tweet about sports, but I don't really bring it to Montante's world. But I think a weekend this good needs a recap. The United States men team, back to their bullshit. They stink. Clemson, still waiting for the touchdown. They stink. As for the aforementioned tweet before, Kirk Club, better known as Menes, he dove in and kind of took a shot at people who like wrestling, which I'm going to get into in a second because I actually agree with him a bazillion percent, which makes me agree with this tweet more. But Steve from Providence said, which is also true, you have zero joy in your life. Um, and then he quote tweets him. It's very short and sweet, which makes it that much better. No divorce payments, and I am the only dad that lives with my kids. That's that's an unbelievable tweet. That is so, I guess it's, yeah, it's mean. But just for someone who's not funny at all, like Menors, and there is a lot of truth that he is a miserable little son of a bitch. I, he's, he's out here. You know, jerking off to the ladies and then he's turning on the news and jerking off to people getting dragged out of their homes because they're not vaccinated. I mean, this is a sick and twisted little individual. And let's just say this. If his restaurant, you know, where he burns eggs and he probably bullies and harasses his employees, if they never open up again, this guy would have a full-time job if the Lord of the Rings ever went to Broadway. And he, this, this little creature, you know, probably walks around on all fours. And so I like him, nice guy, but you know he, he's he's a little bit of a, you know, weirdo, I guess. So he, he's he's something. He came on, like I said, nice guy, but he's kind of made a fool of himself the last three months the way he's been acting, um, COVID and everything. And but I mean, he is to be fair. He kind of made his name in this universe being a little miserable piece of shit. But that is an unbelievable, unbelievable tweet. That is right to the point. And once he comes out with some shit like that every few weeks, you're like, oh, that's why I like Menace. Unbelievable. Stephen Providence, great guy, Marine. Actually, I don't know if he's a great guy. He could be an awful person. I don't know him whatsoever. But that tweet, 
uh, hang that in the rafters. And when it comes to wrestling, yeah, I've never understood it. Um, I understand a lot of things. A lot of things really don't you know boggle my mind. But grown men tune in weekly to watch scripted men in outfits fake fight each other with predetermined outcomes. Think about think about that. And they like it, they love it. And when it comes to when I, when I think of people who like wrestling, obviously Kirk talks about it, but it's always the, with the caveat is his kid likes it. He's a kid, which is fine. But Phil Rodriguez, um, he's he's I think the the fourth member of Talking Loud saying nothing. He's the one where um, if you did a shot every time he said something, you could still be sober by the end of the show. He kind of just sits there and nods along, which I think is his best role. He had a tweet that I think encapsulates wrestling fans, adult wrestling fans perfectly. 34-year-old tweets out, ready for Raw with his little Steve Austin shirt and a bowl of Kraft Mac and Cheese. And that's fine. Hey, if you like Kraft Mac and Cheese, Lord knows I eat like a little kid. If you like wrestlers still, okay, whatever, what, you know, whatever does it for you. That's fine. But these are simple-minded people. You have to be like wrestling as an adult. You have to be. And you're, you're the type of kid that in middle school, when you were getting grouped up, the teacher had to you know, place you with two really smart kids to overcompensate for you just not being the brightest. And that's fine. But how can you like wrestling? So Menners is right on all accounts here. And I don't mean this is a shot. Phil's a very handsome man. He's got that going for him. But, you know, let's just say if aliens came to Earth, we're not sending Phil to go speak to him. You know, they, they'd say, oh, shit, we thought cavemen were done a long time ago. No, they, they still walk amongst us. You know, it, it is what it is. Like, very handsome, but an idiot. Menners, A+, plus, well done. And let's get into the end of this, this uh, show. It's kind of all over the place with uh, the podcast that will be coming out. It'll be 18 episodes of it because it is directly correlated with the NFL and gambling. The Gen Zone is the name. Um, tried to come up with good names. Red Zone Lightning. I, it's it's hard. It's a corny name, and it, it, it that's fine. Mont- Montante's world is probably a, a D minus when it comes to the name range as well. So it, it's it's fine. But so pretty much what it is, we we touched upon it earlier. Is I think the only way to watch football nowadays, and most Americans agree. If you look at the numbers, is the NFL red zone with Hanson. And the only thing that sucks is if you bet three games like a normal gambler, you know you're only watching something that really applies to you. Outside of maybe, oh, my, my, my flex players in this game, hope he scores. Whatever, that's boring. That shit's played out. So the best way to do it, and we, we've kind of, not only to make a lot of money because we, we find the weaknesses in this, but just be entertained from 1 o'clock kickoff up right through that 4 o'clock slate. You are in front of the TV. You're always in the action for money is to place. We're going to do two players per game touchdown scores. And it won't be Ezekiel Elliott. It won't be... You know, Saquon Barkley won't be Lamar Jackson. No, because you're to win a hundred bucks, you're probably gonna have to lay hundred fifty bucks. We're gonna be watching the injury reports. I'm gonna know, and I do know. I know players that the you know that live next door to people who have no idea these people are professional football players. I know the I know more shitty players than I do good players nowadays. I love looking for value. We're gonna find value. We're gonna give it to you. We're gonna find the guys that if you put ten bucks on the score, you're getting back two twenty. And they're not going to be guys that will be riding the pine. We're going to be getting guys who are actually going to be playing this week. And these books, they're making so many lines that what gets lost in the sauce here are some of these guys who are actually going to have meaningful meaningful minutes being played. 
So we're going to get you guys these, these value players. There was multiple times last year where we had back-to-back weeks where $10 parlays, putting two to three people together, we're winning back $3,000 plus. So it's the best way to watch football. It makes NFL Sundays that much better. We're going to give you guys, the people, on Thursday morning or Friday morning before you know people really start betting this shit. So we're going to give you guys ahead of time, give you time to go on, get the book, Hopefully you can. I know a lot of people listen, you know, in Massachusetts and Rhode Island has the worst legal sports book, I think, of all time from what I've seen. So hopefully you can kind of finagle your way, get on these legal books somehow. I know a couple guys in the gambling thread who do do it, so it is somehow possible. Get on there. Even if you want to just bet, you know, $300, it sounds like a lot, but you're going to be, you're going to have so many things sprinkled all over the place. I guarantee you. If you bet these people individually and in parlays, you'll never get skunked in a week. You'll never lose everything. You're gonna make you're either gonna you know, chip away, make a little bit, you know, little loss, but there's gonna be potential for a, a big, big winnings. But the biggest thing about gambling, especially on Sunday, is to be entertained, it's to be fun, and this is the only way to do it. So it's gonna be me, Thad Castle, and our friend Brian. Um, who's also very good. He's on Twitter. He only tweets about like the Tennessee Titans and like Mets spring training. Awful Twitter follower, um, but good guy. Uh, met a couple of the people. Um, met Daver, and that, that's actually it. So we're going to be doing that. We're dropping it every Friday morning. Uh, we're going to be covering everything. It'll be quick. It's not going to be a lot of back and forth. You know, what did you do for dinner last night? None of that. We're going to go through the slate. Uh, we're, gonna, we're each going to give our two people. I'm sure a lot of the time we're going to agree with people. And at the end of the, the show, we're each going to give our best play of the day, and we're going to parlay them together. And in order to be able to eligible for this, you're going to have to be plus 400 or better. What does that mean? If you put $25 on these people, you're getting back 125 Plus 400 or better. We're not going to be doing the the, you know, the handouts, the easy ones. More often than not, they're actually going to be plus 1000 or better, plus 1000 to 3000 the range we're most likely going to be in. At, we can give you parlays realistic of our favorite players where 10 bucks is going to get you back three, four, five, six thousand dollars so that'll be fun. It'll be a 30-minute listen. We'll get right after it. Um, there'll be 18 episodes this year, 18 episodes that you know, the next year, and hopefully we can all uh, have good Sundays and actually make some fucking money. Um, that is a wrap on episode 26 of Montante's World. Um, the Gen Zone coming soon. John from Scranton in theory is working on the thing right now. If he's not, I think the little blobster might be doing it. So thank you, guys. You know, I have a hard enough time. Yeah doing anything technology wise so lord knows i cannot do the logo and uh be talking to you guys soon enough as i struggle to find the stop